0: Hey, you guys, it's your Sugar here, and 7.30 on a Wednesday night, y'all know what that means. It's the Natalie Sugar Brown Show, where moi, Natalie Sugar Brown, sits down and talks to you, my misfits, about women's boxing. And uh, this is the platform to talk that, that I use. I come back to talk about the industry of women's boxing. I am Natalie Sugar Brown once again, uh, a woman boxer that has Been there, done that in the industry. And this is the platform now that connects me to you guys where I'm giving you the authentic perspectives of a woman boxer in women's boxing. So yeah, here we are. Ah, I've already got somebody chiming in. Hey there, Eddie. Eddie Barrington chiming in talking about, hey, sugar. Hey, Eddie, we in here. Okay then. Party then got started. Yeah. So tonight's episode is titled Belts and Bodies, because just recently, I mean, in in the whole Simmering pot about to, you know, start sizzling with the uh, Clarissa Shields Savannah Marshall um, mega ma- women's mega match um, recently in the headlines of women's boxing, uh, Ring Magazine has just stripped Clarissa Shields uh, of her belt. Um, and I believe it's the 154 pound belt that they stripped her of. Now, the fly in the ointment with this one is she didn't know until they dropped the news in the media on social media. So um, they came out and said that uh, Clarissa Shields vacated her belt where she quickly responded, no, I didn't vacate uh, no belt. I didn't even know um, I was being stripped of the belt. So yes, um, that now sparked the, you know, so just, just kind of gave me the spark in my mind to really break this belt and body situation down. For my people out here and this goes for uh, male boxing and uh, women's boxing or men's boxing and women's boxing. The reason why I want to break this thing down is because what you guys Michael. Hey Mike. Michael Orr chimes in talking about, hey, sugar, hey, Mike, glad to see you. Your face is in the place. Eddie's, Eddie's face is also in the place. And, yes, let's take up this space and talk about women's boxing. So I don't know if y'all heard Clarissa Shields then got stripped of her Ring Magazine middleweight belt. Now, the, the thing about it is Ring Magazine. Is uh, the is called or or is known and named as the Bible of boxing. Okay, so all of the um, gospel of boxing, all the stories, all the articles, anything historically has been covered in Ring Magazine. Okay, so it's all about branding here. So they have a belt and. Clarissa Shields, with all her uh, the other belts that she has, uh, possessed their middleweight belt, okay? And so they announced that um, she vacated the belt, but she uh, countered, they announced it in social media, uh, where she countered in social media, no, I did not vacate the belt. You guys... Um, took it from me. And she, you know, like as everyone found out that the belt was snatched or vacated, they stripped her. That's when she found out that she was getting stripped of that belt, which is just shady business because, you know, then everybody started throwing in there how, um, you know, Tyson Fury went uh, over a year, you know, uh, without even, uh, you know, Putin stale wind on their belt. And all of a sudden now uh, they're stripping Clarissa Shields. And, and their reasoning was because she did not defend her title within an 18 month period, where Tyson Fury, I, um, I'd done a little research he hadn't defended uh, their, their title and belt in something like, like two years. You know what I mean? So, you know, this is where I always talk about the receipts needing to be checked. Okay. So they like, this is Clarissa Shields is the women's champion period. She got all the belts, all the titles. Okay. All the bells, all the whistles and now you know just uh, on some shady business they strip her of her middle of the middleweight of the title that she won um coincidentally around the same time that natasha jonas will be fighting um goodness who uh de eva de for that middleweight title so Um, I mean, I'm sure y'all can connect the dots on this. They want to give them girls the belt because they feel like Clarissa Shields ain't making them no money on top of that belt and possibly Eva people them or Natasha Jonas people, Eva DeCarray people them or Natasha Jonas people them, uh, you know whispered in somebody's ear and slid some money under a table and say look we want that belt we'll make you some more money with that belt if you give it to us okay and so said sudden okay so michael or chimes in and says She'll says she has no problem going back to 154 and giving all the new champs smoke beautiful so, I mean, I hear her, and I, and thanks for um, adding that, Mike. The thing about it is that Clarissa doesn't understand, and I I'm always saying this. You cannot just be, there cannot just be one queen, and if you are one queen, you need to have some bad bitches or some bad broads up under you that'll hold your belt for you till you come back for it if you know what i mean so if she was giving other names you know if if she was bringing some other broads up under her her, Raquel, mother you know all of that i keep saying her name or whatever and saying listen um, we gonna fight for this 154 belt. I'm gonna come back okay I'm gonna let you defend if you win or were whatever it is okay I'm gonna defend this belt with you okay and if you fight under me for these many months or if you you know then we'll come back and do another mega rematch with that 154 belt. then you have a deal why because raquel knows that she's gonna make money she's gonna make some money right because Clarissa gonna fight me in this amount of time so i can make some money at 154 clarissa could also make the deal with another 154 okay up and coming and say listen i'll fight you at this time okay so she's defending but no all of these broads in the business wanna be the queen, the one, the only one, right? They don't wanna share none of the money. They don't wanna share none of the shine. And this is what happens. You can't beat everybody, Clarissa. Okay, so you can, you can feel like, cause this is what they trying to do to you, honey. You don't see it. The business been here before you and you may be the boss in the ring, but there are many bosses, okay, under the whole umbrella of the industry. And you can't moonlight up and down and wait because, as I said before, when you're different weights, you become a different fighter, right? So you can't come down from 65 and go to 54 and do this and then go back up and do that. You can't do that okay body won't let you do that you're human you may feel like a goddess okay because i've had that feeling before too being on top of the world being ranked in the top but you have to understand that you are a human being okay so you can't fight savannah marshall in up here and then go down and fight Natasha Jonas and them and then go back up and go down. You can't do that. You can't do that. Right. You're taking the, and you, you, now they're using time against her because they want her to defend in a certain allotted amount of time. And in doing that, you have to maintain either your size going up and going down to defend high-quality opposition. You're, I don't care how she, good she, she's great. She has a phenomenal IQ. But at the end of the day, we are human beings, right? So we have to succumb to our mortality. And the mortality is... You know, your heart has to, your heart beats, pumps blood into the, the muscles and the muscles have to maintain be maintained to um, gain strength in in a certain weight. And then you have to cut. And when you cut, you you're now depleting or depriving your body so the body can shrink down and move up and shrink down and move up, and you're fighting high end contenders in all of these weight classes, sweetie, slow down. Now you got to, you, 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 you got to pick an outfit, right? Cause you can't wear them all. Okay. So either you're going to be super middleweight champion or middleweight champion, or you're going to be junior middleweight champion. Okay. And sit on that throne and bring some other broads up under you. So you can make this money because it's not, it's not about the attention. It's not about the spotlight. You cannot sit in that spotlight for very long. Why? Because as you're progressing, you're going, somebody else is coming. But that money got to be made. So as you're going, what you want to do is you want somebody, you want to bring somebody up under you to keep you afloat with that money. So you can capitalize as much as you can while you're in the spotlight. Okay? These sanctioning bodies don't love nobody. (laughs) Okay? They are rest haven for broads who want to be champion and who will do anything to be champion and these broads have backers that will invest and pay these belts and bodies to give their girl a shot at obtaining that belt so they can make some money off of the investment that's what nobody is seeing the business of boxing so michael orr comes in and says she has has fought 154 in over 18 months. It's funny she used to stop her of uh, the belt just before her fight and just in time for the winner of Jonas De Carre. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny. It's sweet. She she's now learning that the system will always win. The business of boxing will always beat you what you need to do is run in get as much as you can and get the hell out while you have your faculties okay because this thing will drag you it will um it feels good being in the spotlight right you don't want to leave it that's why a lot of my fellow mailboxers and um Female boxers, they keep doing it until, you know, they're the ones that become high end journey, uh, journey men and journey women, high end opponents, stepping stones, not even gatekeepers anymore for the next up and coming. Okay. And when, and, you don't it, it, you don't want it you don't want to be that you know you don't want to be so desperate for the attention from it that you will make a mockery of your legacy okay um, so yes they chose to strip her they didn't strip her before and um nowadays you know we got email we got all sorts of stuff for communication they did not even send her uh, communicate, you know, uh, an email to say, you know, you're approaching the 18 month window. Are you gonna defend that 154? Do you have anything scheduled? No, they let that thing expire just in time for Jonas versus DeCare because they've been talking to Jonas and Carey, either Jonas or DeCare about yeah we want gonna make sure you get this belt i tell you guys belts are bought they're not won and the best fighters don't possess the belts okay it's i guess it's how i think it's maybe hard for some people to believe but it's purely political that's why i never played the game okay uh uh, Sugar had, Sh- Sugar had, Sugar just didn't see the point of paying um, another mortgage on a belt. Because, I mean, you're paying four figures per, you know, per possible defense. So every, every quarter, every time you're supposed to defend, you, you need to pay them their money. Right. And this, this, these are thousands of dollars just to hold that belt. Nah, right. That wasn't for me. I knew I was, if not the best, if not the baddest, I knew my name and my reputation was enough for people to say, yeah, but the system did beat me because they capped my money. Right. Because belts are branding right? If you have a belt, that adds another zero to your um, pay rate, right? And so, you know, where, you know, I was a part of the previous um, class and generation where they just wanted to see some badass women fight, and they knew who the baddies are. Now, the best, you know, they've incorporated the belts into women's boxing, and the belts matter now. So, it's not enough just to be a baddie. You got to be a baddie with a belt in order to make some money doing this, and in order to have the opportunities to to um, be a, a women's boxer, travel, and 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 show uh, who you are and what your brand is and what your skill is. You have to align yourself with one of these bodies. Um, Michael Orr says, "And Shields' last fight at 154 was March 2, uh, 2021, and it was a win over DeCarré. Isn't that a coincidence? Isn't that a coincidence that Care now um, was the last person that she fought at 154, and she's being stripped of that." title or that belt around this, uh, around the same time that Natasha Jonas and to are fighting for the very same title. I mean, you it's, it's, it's pretty, it's disheartening for me because this is the the one thing that I knew about women's boxing was we were real. Okay. We were real, real, real realer than you know i would even say the mailboxing because we were we were fighting to be the best we were fighting you know and we knew who the best was and who the better ones and who the contenders were and all that we knew that it was apparent no one was really buying these favors right i mean you had you had those who was getting it you know um giving out a little kitty cat to for the better trainers and to go to the better camps and things like that but it wasn't to the point where you know it's now the 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 belts and all of these things were involved it was just um i don't know just sweeter times for me um So now it's political, very political. Eddie Barrington says, that sounds like the casino for me. (laughs) That's funny. You know, I could never really get into gambling at the casino. I'll tell you a a quick story. One time I went to the casino with a friend and he was at the blackjack table. And um, you know, um, you you gotta put your money in so you could get a hand or whatever. So. He was like, yeah, you're gonna put your money in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. $50. I said, oh, $50, because I thought, okay, you know, you get to I get to try or whatever. So um all I know, because I don't even know how to play blackjack. Okay. The dealer or whoever standing in the middle puts out the cards and everybody put their card down and he swiped my 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 coins, you know, my chips. And I was like, okay, can I get my change back? (laughs) And my friend was like, you don't get no change back. You lost. I said, what do you mean I lost? So, so he, they're going, they just take all my money. That was $50 and listen, sugar, sugar can be frugal. Okay. Um, you're not just going unless it's going, I'll spend my money, but you're not going to take my money. Off of no card game you're not going to take my money off of no stale bet no i don't play that and ever since then i just been traumatized about gambling yeah i don't do it i don't like i i I don't like guessing right i i don't i i don't don't do that right so like when y'all hear me tell me oh i just might put my rent money on that just know (laughs) just know how real that statement is coming from sugar Okay, so um Eddie Barrington also adds in roulette. So I guess that's Eddie's game, you know, at the at the at the casino roulette. I listen, you do you, but sugar, I just can't I just can't do the cause the casino got night like, pretty decent food though. You know, I go for the food and the socializing and stuff, but I keep my money in my pocket. <laughs> um, Michael Orr says. Uh, the ring cited their rule during the stripping of the belt that they do not allow a fighter to hold a ring belt in two weight divisions while being inactive in one of the divisions for 18 months. So um, you couldn't have sent that to Shorty in an email. That's all. I, that's all I have to say. Like that's. There's still slime they're trying to they're trying to be oh you know we are upstanding and the rules where ain't no rules ain't no rules clarissa they mad that clarissa didn't make no money on their belt for them for the past 18 months and so they snatched that belt from her because either jonas people them or the people them said we'll make you some money off that belt right because clarissa she has i mean she's kind of losing sight of what the business of it is you can't just walk around with the belts you have to be fighting you have to be working those belts working the belts ain't putting them on and shimmying around in them working the belts is you got to fight a bad broad a contender in that weight division within a certain amount of time. You gotta sell that belt. You gotta bring attention to that belt. You gotta have people to buy tickets to see that belt being defended. Otherwise, they're gonna take the money. They're gonna give it to somebody else who's gonna do that. Right? They they don't love you that much that they just Love to see you possess their belts. No, it doesn't work that way. That's why you used to see uh, certain champions throw belts in the garbage. That's showing the sanctioning body that listen, I don't need this shit. I'm me. I'm the champ. Okay. Um, and to be quite honest, I mean, sugar's out the game now, so I could say definitely what I want to say. I, I I ain't got no papers holding me back. I threw that shit in the garbage in front of everybody. Here, here go your your ring your magazine belt, bloop, in the garbage. I'm Clarissa Shields, I'm the champ, right? Because it was very disrespectful how they did it, okay? um. Michael Orr says, right, right. Okay. Michael Orr also says, ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Also, Michael Orr chiming in. Oh, you didn't make us a dime for 18 months. Bye-bye, Shields. Yes. They was like, bye-bye. <laughs> and that's what I'm telling you. So these broads that you see got all the belts and stuff. It ain't, they don't have all the belts because they bad. They got all the belts because they're paying the mortgage on all of these belts. Okay. And like I said, there you're paying four figures, at least four figures to hold each belt within the duration. So you're paying those four figures at least three or four times a year just to hold that belt. Right? They don't care if you're fighting anybody else they don't they don't care about that you need to make us our money okay that's what they care about and that's what this business is michael Orr says every belt represents a percentage of your purse okay so now you get that mike right and that's what i want all of the audience to get i want the audience to understand that it's not about the business of it it's not about who's the best the business is, is not about, you know, asses in seats per se the business is about it is pay us our money <laughs> right and you know the, with the promoters now they translate that to i used to uh, i hate this term asses in seats put asses in seats Police. Mm-mm. So that's why they're running to women's boxing because the sanctioning fees in women's boxing are way less than the sanctioning fees for the belts in male boxing. So that's why those guys, those boys, sit around and you know, uh, they don't they don't fight or whatever it is. They they hold the belts hostage because they're paying up to, uh, you know, they're paying six figures per time increment just to hold those belts. So you know that they have millions of dollars behind them, millions of dollars, uh, people who possess millions of dollars behind them just so they can sit back and decide who and when They fight to defend those titles. Um, so Michael or chimes in saying major sanctioning bodies get 3% and that's up to $3,000 that's for a million dollar fighter. Right? So this is women's boxing and, uh, I, I don't care what nobody say. We don't have no million dollar fighters. Katie Taylor is not a million dollar fighter. Amanda Serrano is not a million dollar fighter. Now the revenue from that match might have been a million dollars over a million dollars, but not one fighter. No one fighter in women's boxing is generating a purse of $1 million. No, ma'am. No spam. No ham. <laughs> so, um, said that to say this, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna review what these belts are and, and, you know, who, what they're looking like and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, for an average woman boxer, she would get something like $50,000 at least you know, depending on who she is and where she is, at least $50,000 for a title shot defense or for, you know, to go fight for their title. So she's gonna pay like $5,000, right? And I know this, you can bargain, but they want at least $5,000. They're not even gonna take $1,000 from you. They want at least $5,000 for you to hold their belt. At least, okay. So when you saw, and um, goodness, my 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 fighter, my my um my misfit uh, women's boxing ch- channel hasn't chimed in yet. Um, Michael Orr comes in uh, saying, "Oh, uh, my host comes in saying." Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano is being billed as the biggest fight in the history of women's boxing, but their 1 million paydays pale in comparison to the money being made by men in the sport. Until we can see the receipts on that bull jive, it's just a cold fart in the wind. Yeah, I said it, right? There are no million dollar women boxers. None. Um, they it's billed as the biggest fight in the history of women's boxing, because people paid money, right in, in the history of women's boxing. That was the most money any promoters have invested in a women's boxing match. It wasn't that it was built where, you know, people, you, you know, it generated all this millions of don't know, right. You got to understand the business and you got to understand words when people are saying, when people are trying to jive you, you got to listen to what they saying so you don't get jived. <laughs> okay. Um, Michael Orr says women pay two percent up to two hundred thousand dollars. So who paying that? That two hundred thousand dollars is a purse. They not paying two hundred thousand dollars to hold none of them belts. Like I said, none of those broads are million dollar fighters. So they may pay up to ten from maybe dollars 10, 10 to thirty thousand dollars to hold the belt, right? To hold on to the belts, depending on who their promoter is, depending on who they are. But they not paying nowhere near no $200,000 to possess sanction and fee to possess or hold on to no belt. And, And really, that's what the argument was about women's boxing, right? Because they those bodies were male based male dominated and they just did not see where women's boxing would be that thing to the general public for them to justify their fees for their you know for their sanctioning so we did a lot of unsanctioned fights Right. Our fights were unsanctioned, unrecognized by these mofos who are now the, you know, um, the authority on who, which broad is the champion. But before, right, when we couldn't afford, when they didn't, when they, they didn't acknowledge us because we, they didn't, our money wasn't good to, for them, good enough for them. We, we still had our own champions we still you know we still knew who the champs were we still knew who the best was and that's when it was authentically real right because nobody was really there was nobody to really pay off you know you just had to be the better bit better bit better broad better crone and you had to have a following and people you know had to really truly love you and with you because They were going to make sure that they support you and buy tickets whenever you came to town. Okay. Um, my host says, how much money does Amanda Serrano make per fight? Jake Paul was the first to confirm that Taylor and Serrano would be making seven figures for their fight inside Madison square garden. This is a major difference compared to when Serrano was making around 1500 to $4,000. The money includes a guaranteed purse plus the share from those who buy the event on pay-per-view. Like I said, baby, unless Jake Paul can show me the receipts that them two broads make made a million apiece, it didn't happen because <laughs> it doesn't happen like that, right? You're absolutely right. How does a broad jump from making $1,500, between $1,500 and, and $4,000 to $1 million? Who, who's paying to see this, this chick? Who knows this chick? You know what I'm saying? He was guaranteeing that because he had investors invest in it. Right, because he guaranteed the investors that there was going to be with the marketing and all of that stuff, there was going to be some turnover and revenue on the money that they invested and they should get their money back, plus a little bit of gravy on top. Right, Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor, they got probably got paid from the promoter. They probably got paid, I would say, in the lower six figures but they ain't get paid no million dollars, no. Um, Michael Orr chimes in and says, Taylor and Serrano both received 1 million before all the deductions. Show me the receipts. Please, please show me where they made a million. It don't even make sense tax-wise for her to take that money. You know what I mean? Right? You jump from this tax bracket to now you're a millionaire? You know how much Uncle Sam going to squeeze that ass? It doesn't make sense. Okay? So um I, I I know I know they promised you. I know they said and they promised, but this is boxing, especially women's boxing. You're going to get lied to and you're going to get played. <laughs> and they're lying to you and they playing you. Okay. Um, Michael Orr says, so they probably walked away with three to four hundred thousand. Like I said, uh, they pro- I know Katie Taylor probably got like three hundred thousand. Serrano may have gotten two hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? That's how that worked out. Um, Michael Orr says, it's a million before everyone puts their hands in your pocket. It was never a million. Like I said, the investors put that money down. Those ladies performed, right? They were not their purse. Not even post, post the contract. No one wants to post the receipts. Post the contract where they were offered, because everybody's contra- contracts are on file, right? This is public record. Let me see where the sanctioning bodies and the commissions have on record what the purses were. And I guarantee you the purses were not a million apiece. If you want to do some research out there, that's some homework for you, okay? Um, Michael Orr says, it came from pay-per-view earning. Uh, Michael Orr says, not the purse. They, baby, let me explain this to you. You're just the fighter. That pay-per-view money ain't even yours unless you negotiate it with the promoter yeah i've been there done that baby i i mean i've you got to negotiate everything is negotiated they are not going to give them girls no pay-per-view money especially the money that that's going to be million that that's going to equate to the million no 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 it doesn't work like that <laughs> no uh michael Orr says um The million is from the pay-per-view buys and from the promoters. Nothing to do with the purse, sweetheart. Let's, let's, Let's go back now. When there is a bid for a fight, there's a purse bid, mind you. And in that purse bid, you tell me what happens in that purse bid. Come back and tell me what happens in that purse bid. Come on back and tell me what happens in that purse bed. And then we can go from there. Because it's like, you want me to keep repeating myself. And you know sugar. You don't know these people then. But you think sugar up here lying to you. (laughs) And I have no reason to lie. They have more reasoning to lie about what they did because they want you to believe that they did something huge. That's not the case. It just, uh, it, it just doesn't add up. Right. If you, if you know how a fight's made, you'll see that this doesn't add up now. Um, you know, I, I did a little homework and a little, you know, some, some, some research. Just to drop drop some jewels or drop some dimes on. on um, oh, Michael Gore, Michael Orr chimes back in. Their purse was never negotiated for seven figures. They were paid seven figures by their promoters. That's it. That's how they made their money. Their purse was nothing close to seven figures. Please show me where their promoters paid them a million dollars. Where did the promoter pay them a million dollars? They got paid a million dollars each. It doesn't work that way, baby. Michael or it doesn't work. Michael Orr says, I'll send you the article. I don't care about no article. <laughs> I don't care about article is 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 um it is somebody's opinion. Did you know that? An article is just a book report from a journalist, from somebody who reads and, and does that, this it's not facts. Send me the documents from the commission, their public record, send that to me and then we can talk, right? Sugar knows this game, Mike. Sugar know the game more than you, baby. That's what sugar know, okay? I've fought in this game. I've had promoters take money from me. I've had promoters give money to me. I know how this thing works there's math behind it and the the these numbers don't add up with regards to these million dollar purses that just doesn't add up okay if you look at the numbers just to put that fight on you will see that they just weren't going to invest in paying Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor $1 million to fight, especially um, these fighters who have never generated that type of money before. They've never generated that amount of money. Right. So it's the marketing and the sponsorships that would get that, you know, and that's an investment. That's an investment, right? It, it's, it's so, and, and, and then let's get deeper into this game, right? Let's, let's go back to, to what you were saying. Let's go back to what my host said. Um, Katie Taylor versus Amanda, Amanda Serrano is being billed as the biggest fight in the history of women's boxing. So if it's being billed, as the biggest fight in women's boxing, let's be fair. Okay, let's be completely fair. That would mean that the event itself, right? The prospects were able to generate the biggest, the largest amount of money in the history of business and marketing for the industry of women's boxing. So that's meaning that these women made more money than when Layla Ali fought Jackie Fraser lied, which that's that was the biggest that they had said back then, right? They said, they said this very same thing. They they literally cut and paste what you just typed. Right. That's they literally said that back then, right? And I was, I, I was a youngin' back then, right? So I was all for it. And I believed it until I got into the game heavy, right? Because I was an amateur at that time. So I was an amateur. I was like, yes, this is women's boxing. We gonna make that money now. It was a cold splash of piss in my face <laughs> when I turned pro. And I really realized, and I really experienced what the real numbers were and are in the industry of women's boxing and understanding that what they write in the media is, is far from what actually happens. And that's why we have the sugar show, right? Because I need to shine a light on this. We're not making women's boxing is not making enough money for the fans and the people to be lied to like this. We are still, women out here are still starving. They're still fighting and being exploited, right? They bleed, they take their time, They their bodies are being beaten, they just like these men, right? But because these men, it's so political in the men men's game now, It's so political where you got to put your money where your mouth is in the men they're pivoting and they're getting what money they can by lying about the inflated numbers in women's boxing, because no one ever checked receipts and no one ever checks receipts in women's boxing, because when we start as women's boxing right? Because people out here, look, there's so many damn shows out here. The real uh, women's art, talking about women's by the industry of what the business of women's art, and none of those mother suckers are saying what needs to be said, which is the dollars in the sense and how it makes sense and how you going to make a buck trying to make sense in this business, right? Everyone does interviews and it's all for show, right? If you're not marketable, right? You see this, you see, I I got a nice little body too, right? I had to work it anywhere and I ain't working in the cheap way, right? Because at the end of the day, I respected my craft, I can fight, right? But it's the fact that I compelled many people internationally to love sugar and want to see sugar and want to buy a ticket for at least $50, right? 50 euros to come watch me do it, right? They at least, right, I was so I, I was marketable and as, so compelling as a person outside of the ring. That people wanted me to endorse their products. People wanted me to wear their gear. People wanted me to do all of these things that allowed me to make money as a pugilist, right? Because nobody was fighting sugar. How do you think sugar survived? Right? It was tough. But that's what the business is. Ain't no broad out here, ain't no bitch out here making millions of dollars because they're such a great fighter. The great fighters were fighting were the women who started this shit. That those are who the great fighters were. Why? Because nobody even, gave them a spotlight. They had to go out there and march and make noise and shave their heads and go on hunger strikes and sue the com- sue the commissions and all of that just to get an opportunity, to have an opportunity to make some money doing this. Those were the great women fighters. Those women got together and fought each other so they can make money. Now what you're seeing is the garnish on the plate. What you're seeing are entitled little wet, wet-nosed broads thinking that or faking that they are making all this money because they're not. And if they are making this type of money, they selling something else too. Okay? Yeah, I said it. And I don't need to argue. I don't want to. I don't even have to argue. We could fight about it, <laughs> okay? Um, they not the, the the money is not that fluid in women's boxing, right? Um, and there's a lot of broads in the business that they just they just want to they just want a seat under the spotlight, and that's good enough for them. They just want to be flown out somewhere and stay in a nice hotel. And that's good enough for them. Okay. They're not trying to use this to do nothing else, but get, get whatever five, 15 minutes of fame that they can get. Look at the bag lady had welterweight, uh, welterweight champion for since we've been, since I've been pro for like over 10 years, close to 20 years. And she's till this day, out here, trying to beg somebody to fight her so she can make some money. You had those belts for all those years. And you telling me you didn't make enough money to be a promoter and promote others. And have your own place in the market of this industry so you can make some money off of these wet nose broads coming up? You telling me you didn't? No, she never made that much money. There wasn't that much money, right? And you get treated so good, right? They call you the queen, they treat you so good that you think it will never end. And you think these people love me, and they'll always love me. Till the gravy train run dry. And then that's when you see who your real friends are. That's when you see who your real man, who really wants to manage you and what they do for you. Okay? That's that's when you see where your pennies go. Huh? That's when you see. Okay? So, I mean, I sit back because I know and I see it all. Because I've been there, and I've done that, right? But um, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to sit here and argue about no article. I'm not going to do that. I love you, boo-boo, right? I'll argue about something else, but I'm not going to argue about somebody else's opinion who just happened to write an article about it. Nope. Um, And a lot of them folks, have never touched the ring have never don't know nothing about this business right even the ones who sit on these panels they're getting paid off everybody's getting everybody somebody stuffing something in their pocket except for sugar (laughs) right um i will always be loyal to the truth And I'm not doing this for the attention and I'm not doing this. I mean, I'd love to make a buck, but I'm doing this because I've seen so many of us. And I've also, I also want to count myself as being swept up by this whole industry. And I know that there are still women out here that put their heart and soul into this and they deserve the truth. They deserve to know what they signing up for. They deserve to know how to freak this system because the system gonna definitely freak you. Now, um, like I said, I did some homework and we're gonna move into uh what these belts and bodies mean. Okay, so um, you know it's not really out there and people don't know. All they know is fighters have belts, right? So um, the, uh, the, for my first question or the first question I am answer is how long can a fighter or boxer uh, hold a belt without fighting, right? So we, like I said, these sanctioning bodies, once you get the belt, right? You do get about, a, you get a six month window to celebrate and to feel good about it, or whatever. But after that, after that window, at least they give you um, they, they give you six months at the most. Okay, you gotta start working that belt. You gotta start working that thing. Okay, so um, the champion uh, generally should aim to defend the title either mandatory or voluntary. So mandatory, meaning you won't fight the next person up under you, the number one contender, the challenger, either you fight that person voluntarily um, or mandatory. right? And a lot of the times they have some leeway, so they'll defend, but they won't fight their mandatory. Uh, they'll fight a voluntary, which is somebody down lower in the rung to say, "Yeah, I did it. I fought. I gave him a title shot, but it wasn't no killer, right?" But sometimes, sometimes, right? You got a shark waiting down there in the in the lower rungs of the ladder, and they give that person a uh, a shot, right? And I always say. Everyone's got a fighter's chance, okay? And they may mess around and win. And now they have the opportunity to take that belt and pay them people their money for the sanctioning fees. (laughs) Um, But most of the time, if you're defending that belt, okay? Your promoter and you, and you or both, either or, they're paying that sanctioning body their money so you can hold that belt, okay? So every time that there's a defense, voluntary or mandatory, somebody paying them at least four figures, okay? Especially in women's boxing. So they they getting their they getting they $5,000 at least, at the very least, okay? Um, and it would be something like three times per year for the belt. So that sanctioning body knows that that belt is gonna make them at least fifteen thousand dollars a year, at least, right? Um, and then you know that's a, a little over a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you, you, you paying rent, right? you paying them people their money to possess or to hold on to that title, that belt. Okay. So it's not because you're the best is because you're paying your money. Now, if somebody comes to that sanctioning body, a mandatory or someone who can pull strings and become a mandatory overnight, especially in women's boxing, because no one's checking receipts, someone can say, listen, sanctioning you getting how much money you getting per year off this belt? How much she paying? She paying 15000 dollars per year. Listen, I pay you 30000 dollars per year if you give my girl the belt. I, I, listen, well, um she, she 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 may not she's not gonna win, but you know, we can we can make it so the judges score it, you know, we'll put on the fight. You got, all you got to do is say that she's mandatory that has to fight my girl, okay? I'll promote it. I'll pay for the judges. I'll pay for everything. And if the judges is getting paid by the promoter, if the ref is getting paid by the promoter, you think the promoter's girl is going to lose? That's the business. I'm explaining it to you. Oh, my gosh. They're going to come get me. Just know that I explained it. And if anything happened to Sugar, they did it. Um, so yeah, this is the business I'm breaking down to you guys. All right. So it's not who's the best. It's not asses and seats. It's how they're gonna get their money and who gonna make sure they get the most money for holding on to that belt. Okay. Now, um, you know, uh, if it's three times per year, then it's going to be at least every four months. So you know, especially in women's boxing, who's fighting four times per year? (laughs) Who's fighting four times per year in women's boxing? Come on, guys, drop something in my chat or whatever, because y'all got some answers and some facts. You can't tell because ain't nobody fighting that much. So how are they making, how are they generating that much pay-per-view? How are they generating that many endorsements? How are they generating and selling that many seats? What are they doing? They're not even doing anything outside of boxing that would generate that type of money. So something, some, I mean, something getting washed. You see what I'm saying? These numbers, it has to be realistic. They gonna have to bring it back to how it was just a little bit before, right? Cause women's boxing is not a million dollar industry realistically right now. Right. It's not. And the fact that they're inflating the numbers is, will also be the demise of women's boxing because when people start to realize you know what they're getting you know what when these divas when these little when these little wet nose bras come in thinking that they're going to make some money they're going to make at least this amount of money not realizing that there's only one seat and sometimes in with that these sanctioning bodies now they're not allowing the other contenders to even have an opportunity to 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 gain their belt because they're looking at these other contenders that you not, you can't bring in the, the, the money. Why am I going to give an opportunity to you? I need I need broads that can pay me my money per year, every 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 four months. I.e. McCaskill. That's why McCaskill was able to take all of the bag lady, Cecilia Bregas' belts, because she's got some good money behind her, right? She made some good money behind her, right? There was nothing, it was, it was not that she was the best or better or whatever it is, right? And now they're putting people in front of her that she's supposed to beat, but... You have not seen her fight any mandatory. You have not seen her fight any high end, number one ranked contenders in that weight class. Why? Why? (laughs) Because she's playing that game and she's playing it cheap, right? And there's no other contenders at 147 because 147 is not the hot weight class anymore. It was when Breakus and, and Sophie Mathis and Um, all of them girls, Mary Jo Sanders, uh, Chabelle, how about all of them broads was, you know, back in those times when sugar was fighting 147 was the jam now because of Clarissa, right. Because Katie Taylor wasn't fighting, wasn't giving nobody, no broads opportunities. And there weren't enough broads, um, that were that. Can I say this? There weren't enough bras that were accomplished enough in that lightweight division to generate such a following. So Clarissa Shields remains the cash cow. You cannot be the cash cow. I mean, you cannot not be the cash cow if you got two Olympic gold medals. That's that's an international platform. Everybody in the world saw you do it. You beat the best in everybody's country. Everybody knows who she is. And because everybody knows who she is, everybody gonna put their hand in their pocket to see her either win or lose. There's nobody else. That has that ability. No one else that had that uh, that has that um appeal. Not even your darling Katie Taylor looking like a teenage soccer um, player. Right, little boy. Right? She's not even, you know, she's not even selling nothing. She just always got that little greasy ponytail and That's not making millions of dollars. Who the hell is gonna pay a million dollars to see that hop around and play tag? Cause she ain't knocking nobody out neither. Tell me who's paying a million dollars for that. Who gonna pay a million dollars for that? Y'all hear the crickets? Okay, so. They have charted her as the best or the greatest, the best pound per pound female fighter. The best female fighter makes the money and she ain't making the money. People in the USA are not compelled to watch the darling Katie Taylor because she don't do nothing around here. (laughs) She don't do nothing. She don't show up. She's not on any shows. We are not connected. Have, there's no connection there. There's no connection. It breaks my heart. Right. But Clarissa Shields. Okay. Right. She's, she's connected. We're connected. We're connected with her struggle, right? Over in other places, they've connected with Clarissa Shields' struggle. Okay. She is the effervescent female Rocky come from the hood of Detroit drinking that dirty water to being the greatest two time gold medalist female fighter of this era. That's a story. That's a million dollar story. Look at Rocky. Look how many of them Rocky, how many Rockies did they make? I think five just off the strength of that story because Rocky wasn't even real. Clarissa Shields is real. Right. And if she's smart, she would make a, a, a story line off of her little life. Right. Just like Rocky, because her story's real. Unlike Sylvester Stallone who is in the Hall of Fame, and he never boxed around in his life. <laughs> funny, ain't it? That's some funny shit. Anyway, um, so belts have to be defended every six to nine months, okay? Do you have to pay for the belts that you win? Yes. They're not prizes. No, you pay for those, right? You just pays like you had a birthday party and you paid for the birthday cake. The belt is the birthday cake. That's why I say I have many belts in my closet, right? Those belts are just as good as a broad belt that she bought. You wanna know why? Because I can defend that shit. I can whoop ass and defend that shit just like she did, right? It doesn't it doesn't mean she's better than me. It just means she bought a belt. Um so these are called sanctioning sanctioning uh, it, that's my word today, my tongue-twist word. Sanctioning fees. These are called sanctioning fees. Okay. Um that fee is your mortgage, your your you what you gotta pay to hold on to that belt. Okay. Um, and so there are four major sanctioning bodies, which I will go over, um, later on, right. And we are getting up there in the show and y'all know sugar shows, sugar show go, go a while they go for, for a while. Um, okay. So like I said, you're looking at four figures, minimum to hold on to those belts and you have to defend those belts in, in the duration of time that each sanctioning body gives you right so you have to defend or you have to pay them their money directly for holding them that belt okay a lot of these broads are paying that money directly because like i said i'm breaking down the i'm breaking down the rules now right these belts must be defended at least three times a year okay who three to four times a year, which female boxer do you see these big names too fighting three three to four times a year? None of them, they're not fighting. So guess what they're doing? They're paying for the belts, right? Somebody in their team, some endorsement or whatever it's pain for them to hold on to that belt until they may, you know, get some money together one or one or maybe two times in the year, most likely just once in the year for them to find somebody and not even a major contender because a major contender has to be paid to contend or to for that shot at the title. So they're not even using contenders, and they're not u- they're not using mandatories. They're using what? Tomato cans. Why? Because you can pay a tomato can anything. You can keep your money in your pocket because they gotta pay that sanctioning fee. Right? They're not paying. They're not. Yeah, these broads. They not. They. Na- they. They're not getting paid that big old um, uh, amount of money that you think right? And they don't have enough money to pay a real contender to defend that belt. So that's why you see a lot of these mi- mismatches and all of these superstar tomato cans, right? Uh, Boris Lova out of um, Bulgaria, she got damn near 100 fights. What is she like 90 and 10 now? 90? Uh, sorry, 10 and 90? 10, 10 wins, 90 losses, right? Why? Because they could pay her anything. She's in Bulgaria. I don't know what the, you know, I'm sure the exchange rate on, on this these monies that she's receiving can give her, you know, and I pay her a, a nice little um, lump sum where she's living in Bulgaria. Oh, Women's Boxing Channel chimes in, hey! Okay. You came in a little late, but when you arrive, it's always on time. So I'm glad to see you. Um, women's boxing channel says how to do the sugar. What we talking about? Well, what we're talking about the, uh, topic of discussion, the title of the, the tonight's show is the belts and bodies. And I'm, I'm breaking down what it means to have these belts and what these sanctioning bodies are and what that means or how that is intertwined into the business of boxing. So you're going to have to go back into the show, you know, you're going to have to watch the first part of the show to, to, to get up to speed. Okay, baby. Um, <laughs> Women's boxing. Howdy duty. again? Okay, so howdy doody. That's a uh, western. You you must be over there watching some westerns, or you you like them western, uh, old western jaunts, right? Howdy doody. Uh, Eddie Barrington says WBC. You made it. So uh, Women's Boxing Channel, Eddie Barrington was looking forward to your presence tonight. And uh, Eddie Barrington is glad that you made it in. Okay. Um, Women's Boxing Channel says, hey, Eddie, yes, I fell asleep watching a movie on my illegal Amazon fire stick setup. look what you made me tell on you. Don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> what movie was it? You fell asleep on it. It must not have been that good. Um, but I digress. Going into uh, you know, with these belts and body, what you know, getting some information from Shug. Okay. Um. So um, yeah. So you are looking at you know when these these broads that have these belts, they're paying at least four figures every quarter of the year to hold on to that belt. So that's a mortgage, okay? Um, they, uh, does a fighter get a new belt every time they fight? I think either they, I don't think, um, unless it's outside of their weight division, and or you know outside of what they already possess i do not think that they keep buying over and over the belt okay um women's boxing channel said, hey mike best show on the net wait a minute women's boxing channel what's the best show on the net please say it what's the best show on the net um Eddie Barrett says, Sugar Show. Show no. You show no. <laughs> you get me excited. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I love it. Listen, it means a lot. <laughs> it does. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Women's Boxing Channel says, The Sugar Show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate, it. I really do. I do y'all. Michael Orr champs in, chimes in, champions maintain permanent possession of these belts even upon losing their title with a new belt made when a new champion is crowned. Absolutely, you damn skillet. I spent $5,000 per quarter at least on this belt. And you think I'm gonna give it to that broad? You got me fucked up. No, that's my belt. And these? Michael Orr chimes in, Stop fishing for it, sugar. You know it's your show. Listen, I always say it. It's like y'all don't believe it. I I love the foreplay. Talk to me nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on now. Give me some sugar, too. Give me what I want. <laughs> um, yeah, so these belts—they're literally buying the belts, okay. And these belts are elaborate, okay. Um, these belts are genuine leather, okay. You see the gold on it, okay. And we want to go through the belts, but they have gold and jewels. It's 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 liter it's literally gold and jewels and leather and um, authentic sheep, you know, the sheep, um, um, goodness, what do you call it? It's not fur, sheep have hair, but you know, it's like that, okay? Um, belts are glorious, okay? Uh, I just didn't see the value in them. Just be, I don't need to buy your belt for me to know that I'm a champion and feel like a champion. I I didn't need to incorporate that, but now it's a part of the business. Women's Boxing Channel says, love the Elizabethan belt that will be awarded to the winner of Shields versus Marshall. Can you do a picture of it, Mike? Um, Eddie Barrington says, it's called regalia. Yes, so the regalia is the belt. I mean, of course, you know, like, it, you know, we we are, we are, they, they're, they are recognizing women's boxing now. So we need the regalia, but it ain't, I just, I'm sorry. And they're, they're still, they're still hoeing us in where they're expecting us to pay these, big prices for their sanctioning titles for their belts and we are not making that much money to do that you know so it's like they they're playing with us you know it's like if you want to be like the boys you want to play with the boys you got to have the boys the big boy money and at the end of the day you know all we want to do is fight all we want to do is be the best it has nothing to do with these titles and these fees, right? Being a fighter is a lot deeper than that. Um, Women's boxing channel says WBC have made it for them, along with uh, a couple other uh, b- bodies, uh, sanctioning bodies, uh, and belts. Michael Orr says it's a nice looking belt. Okay. Now let's let's continue. All right, we'll, we we gonna see these belts. We are gonna see what what y'all excited about. Okay, so um. Okay, so yeah, they're bejeweled, they're gold plated, they leathered down, they're great. Okay, now. Question: How many world title belts are there in boxing? Somebody, quick. All right, so before you Google it, I'm going to give you the answer. 68. There are 68 world title be- belts. You could be the best. Uh, it's 68 best. Best. No, baby. 68 world title belts. Right? 68. Right? So you could do. You, there are 68. World best sanctioning wise. We're not talking about um, women boxing. Channel chimes in and says only sixteen women on um, women's on box rec. We're not talking about box wreck because, as you as you know, box rec got uh, people got their hands in box rec pockets. They not even box rec don't even put all the fights on people's records if y'all didn't know that if you didn't know now you know box rec does not record all of um the fights put that down this is my show i didn't tell you to put up no belt just yet don't do that you being disrespectful thank you now um yes So, uh, where was I, you went, went through my thought process off and every, don't you do that. So, um, yeah, 68, each organization has 17 weight classes. So each organization has 17 weight classes. Okay. So all of these things are adding up and everybody's in the world and, and the best and all of this. Right, so everyone is, um, everyone is acknowledged as a world title, if y'all don't understand, like, I'm starting to get it now. Women's Boxing Channel, ha ha ha, got told off, lol. Listen, I ain't tell nobody off, but we must remain respectful. And I have not gotten to that yet, so we're not going to do that. Michael Orr says, at any given time, there are 68 belts up for grabs across 17 weight classes. Well, look at you Googling. Yeah. So I just said that. Now, let's think about this. 17 in the world, like all of them is in the world. You are the world's best, right? They're telling you world 68. Okay. Okay all right um so um each organization has 17 weight classes and has uh 68 belts and then just to add more money to the pot they have many subgroups as you just mentioned the one special subgroup um belt that they made for this mega women's match between Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. They made a special belt for that. So somebody paid some special money for that. And some special money will be paid every quarter to keep that damn belt. That's what y'all not getting, right? So, who? And I'm glad we're all talking about it and sitting here. Right now, with that mega belt and that special belt, with everything that we've learned tonight, who's most likely able to pay that bill every six, four to six months? Who's most likely to pay the bill for that belt? Right? How many times has Savannah Marshall fought in the past? year? You know what I'm saying? How many, how much money, how many endorsements, how many investors has she drawn in? Can she fight anywhere and make that amount of money? I hope y'all are getting it, right? It's not who's the best is who can pay the bill now uh michael Orr chimes in and says so they gave him a nice shiny new belt to play with instead of real money or they uh so they gave them a nice shiny belt new belt to play with instead of real money michael Orr also says it's like dangling a new shiny toy in front of a toddler absolutely right because Clarissa Shields has people paying for the belts that she already possesses. They already paying the fees for that. You can't raise the fee. she's paying the most money anyone could pay for those titles that she possesses. They not going they don't have nobody out here that's paying more money than Clarissa Shields to possess those belts. So she's going to keep those belts. As long as she fights. Now they've made a new belt for the opportunity for Savannah Marshall to get some investors and some people together to pay for that mother so she can possess it. Right? Clarissa Shields got her people them to say, yeah, we'll pay that, we'll pay for that belt too. We'll pay for that belt too. So do you see where the pressure is coming from? Savannah Marshall has a lot of pressure on her that y'all don't even know about because if she doesn't win, which like I said way, 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 way back before Sugar had a show when I was talking to these guys, my guys on Talk and Fight, I see it being a trilogy because that trilogy is going to make money on this new Elizabeth or whatever the they want to call this belt, that's what's going to generate the money for this belt and the and keep that sanctioning body happy, and it's a WBC belt too, right? So that that that's big money, right? You gotta you gotta pay. That's a big money brand, and you gotta pay big money to possess or to have that belt. Okay, now. Um, and to keep it. I don't know if Savannah Marshall. I don't know. She hasn't been, I mean, who has she got? what was the money that where? Wow, the, the What, what kind of audience has she manifested enough to maintain the to pay the mortgage on that belt? Um Women's Boxing Channel comes in 1910 EBU. Okay, so you came in with all the numbers and the foundation and everything. Good. We're going to go through that in a little bit. All right, baby? Good. Thank you. Um so going back cuz we breaking these belts down, okay? Um there are subgroups, okay? So like the the WBA for instance has a super champion title belt right and this super champion um it is uh, the super wb a champion belt goes up when the um the 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 champion who possesses a regular uh wba belt goes and fights the champion of another uh, big body right, one of the other major bodies. And if if they win and beat their champion, right, that means that in essence, the WBA gives them a bonus belt, okay? So they become a super champion, right? And then, and yeah, you a super champion. So guess what? Because you took their title, we know you paying them money, so you're gonna to have to pay us more money, super champion, for holding this belt. Yeah, they're not playing no games. It's not, oh, I'm super, I get a discount. Nah, bit. You gotta pay more money for that belt, for that super belt that you got. <laughs> That's how this rodeo goes. Yeah. You gotta have money. This is a game. This is money game. Okay. Uh, Michael Orr chimes in, these are the other minor sanctioning bodies. There are other minor sanction, Of course, yes. Um, uh, Michael Orr says what the women's boxing champion just mentioned are minor sanctioning bodies, but we still stay in, we stay in this, I think there are um, we stay in 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 the six, in the top six. Okay, we not even going into them, you know that's the bargain bin that's we can't afford the We can't afford the big, you know, expensive legit. We can't afford the Ferrari, but we'll buy a nice sporty Honda. You know what I'm saying that those are those type of bodies. Okay. Now, um, women's boxing channel says the WBA is covered though. Coveted though, though, it counts towards rankings. Unlike WBC diamond which doesn't i mean i'm not even going to get into that you splitting (laughs) i'm gonna get x-rated but like this is what we like this this is how real us you're splitting coochie hairs okay we're not splitting hairs we're talking about money that's gonna be paid right so if you have a sub belt like While what they're doing is while this champion has this belt, we we need to have a sub belt so we can have somebody else paying a bill on this sub belt so we can make all the money, right? Because we can't just have one person holding on to how are we going to make money on the, uh, how are we going to make money sanctioning these things if these people are not paying on these belts? michael or chimes in on the okay i mean i'm saying listen i i mean i said it i'd set the pg version you know even my little niece out there she calls it the coochie coochie coo i mean come on now where, where y'all think that come from that, that tickling all right let me stop you all y'all always y'all always tend to allow me to come to this place y'all don't stop me huh why why y'all let me go go there (laughs) anyway i digress we're going back right so they're making these subgroups right so brings me back to the point right belts are bought they're not one okay so anybody that you see with all these belts and hardware it's just like somebody driving by in an expensive car. They're paying. They're making payments on that. They're, they got a slick ride. They got a It means nothing about how successful they are or whatever. They just got the money to pay for it. Okay. So that's what that is. All right. Um, Michael Orr says it makes for great content. <laughs> Y'all going to get me put off of YouTube. <laughs> if that's the case right um okay so yeah <laughs> this ain't this ain't church that's for damn sure i <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with church ain't nothing wrong with church but this ain't it um i i just like I, sugar likes to be naughty she does she does <laughs> um Back to, what we, back to, you know, what we were chatting about. Okay, so, you know, the, there are also, like someone mentioned, the diamond belt, okay? Um, which it pretty much just emphasizes the importance of a fight or of an occasion, you know? But it's a diamond belt. So guess what it, it got in it? Diamonds. So you won't pay more money for that belt okay that's why um money man floyd he's got the diamond belts um he made that belt, those belts a thing right so um it's not about you know that now it's, it's like what belt you rocking it's not that you have a belt and then it's 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 spilling over now into um spilling over into women's boxing because you'll hear clarissa Shield, she talks like she's talking, she's talking shit that a lot of people in women's boxing they not even on that level of understanding yet. She's like, "That's an old belt." I remember when she was um when when she was about to fight Christina Hammer and she was at the um, press conference. She was like, "She's she rocking. She's sparting that old ass belt," <laughs> basically saying that. Christina Hammer, you bought that. Oh, that shit was last. That, that was last season. I got, I, my belts are all new. I've got a new, they're new, right? This ain't an old ass belt, right? That's like saying, you know, you, you, you driving a jalopy. I'm, I'm driving this, you know, uh, uh, up to date, uh, fresh ride, right? But a lot of people didn't get that because they don't understand what this thing means, Right? So, um, you know, it's like I said, um, you it's now what kind of belt you rock and you look at these broads belts, if, if if it ain't, if ain't no bling on it, if it ain't glistening, if it's just a leather with the gold, bitch, you got a cheap belt. (laughs) You got the you, you bought the, the, um, the standard who buying the premium? We, we need to see jewels and bedazzles and we need to see all the bells and whistles on these belts now, which is why it's being introduced into this. Clarissa Shields is advocating to introduce all of those into you know the, this now understanding into uh, the women's boxing game. Um, women's Boxing Channel says Shields and Nava are the only two to have a diamond belt, ain't they? I mean, you talk about uh, Jackie Nava? If it's Jackie Nava, hell yeah, Nava got some money behind her. And not only <clears throat> um would I expect for Jackie Nava to have that belt, because she is she's been in the game for years, she for decades. She's a crone, she's a baddie. And she's in Mexico, where WBC, that's where, I mean, that that's where the root is, right? So, I mean, she is going to be their gal. She's going to be, I mean, she's going to have the, nice, the nicest belt out there. Shields now can afford to buy a diamond belt, right? Because she can blink like that. She's making that type of money as a fighter to afford that type of belt, if y'all don't understand hear me now okay omar johnson johnson hey every everyone watching leave a like and share some of this love please do and thank you for always reminding everyone to do so omar thank you um women's boxing channel says diamond is an honorary awarded between two greats fighting each other bunch of hot air. Diamond is awarded to who can pay for the damn diamonds in the damn belt. You're just not getting it. You're not getting it is who can afford the diamond belt. (laughs) Women's Boxing Channel says Nava retired last weekend. Well done. To the old crone. She had a fantastic career. I watched her when I was young. I grew up. She was one of my, she was one of my favorite fighters. Um her and what's the other one? They used to always go at it. And y'all know Sugar's bad with names. They call her La Tigresa. She actually fought Lucia Riker um, when she first started. Um badass. She's, she's a crone now, and I think she's still fighting. Um, y'all find her, please. Women Boxing Channel, go look her up. They call her La Tigressa. Um, I'm better at the nicknames. My grandmother used to always say this. Your nickname is your real name. Your nickname is given to you based on the way people feel about you. So I'm just... You just don't understand how honored I am to be called Sugar. <laughs> it's a real honor. Um. But yeah, show's getting down into yeah. I'm gonna have to, well, I need to start wrapping up. Okay. So I mean, there. You know, why are there so many belts? Um. Women's boxing channel says is who can afford. I ain't disagreeing, but not even if you're a zillionaire, you can't buy it unless it's offered between two greats. That's what they said to you. So who did Clarissa Shields fight to get her diamond belt? Which great did she fight to get her diamond belt? If she indeed has a diamond belt. Maybe to Gritton, maybe Nava has fought another great because there were many greats in her, in her division. Um, but which great did Shields fight for her diamond belt? Uh, Michael Orr um, chimes in, says, Yes, Shields and Nava are the only two to possess the diamond. The carry, wasn't it? You are make me fall over in this damn chair. Dick Harry is a great, who great. I told y'all that they not checking receipts. I, and, and now, now they made you look silly. Now they on here making you, we on the internet and now you on the internet looking silly, you said you can have a gazillion dollars, but only two great. Who the fuck? Who was great? Shields versus what other great? DeCarrie, great at what? It ain't boxing. Tell me what she was great. I know she was great at something (laughs) that would possess somebody to put their money up for her to get that belt. She must have been great at something. And I'll leave it there. Michael Orr says, Serrano beat Rivas for the vacant Super Bantam Diamond in 2017 by unanimous decision. Hmm. Uh, Revias. And so was uh, Revias, a, is she a great? I have to think about that. That name doesn't really chime, but okay. Um, Women's Boxing Channel says, oh, no, sorry, the Decare special belt was wba super belt i think the diamond belt was shields versus gap okay who's great gabrielle's great at what hannah Gra- gabrielle was great at what when she's hannah gabrielle is not a great in women's boxing she's a good fighter she was a champion and a good contender. She's not great. Um, Rivas. Okay, so um. Let me go back to this because y'all back to splitting hairs. And I don't play, I don't play that coochie coo stuff. I don't do that. <laughs> I I like my coochie coo play. Like, listen, stop. It's, stop. Um, stop. (laughs) Don't stop. (laughs) Um, and so why are there so many belts? There's so many belts mainly because the promoters and the sanctioning bodies and even the fighters, uh, make money from the branding of the belts okay so if you possess these belts you automatically are supposed that people post to no, know that if you gonna promote them if they gonna have you on their card if they going if if you gonna endorse them or whatever it is they're branded by this belt they pay the sanction fee you're gonna have to pay them so they can pay that fee right so it adds another zero or two on your pay scale That's why it's not because they're the best or the greatest, right? As you can clearly see it's because they can afford it. They, somebody paying for it. Okay. Um, And so there are, um, Women's Boxing Channel come, came in with some names who I guess they've had, these belts and so i'm not sure why you've listed these names because it would be besides the point of the conversation tonight where i'm telling you maybe you're listing these 10 women because they could afford to possess these belts is it oh he tagged them oh okay hey y'all Eddie Barrington, okay. Say, I don't know the internet that much. Hey, y'all, tag them. Yeah, I would love, I would love if any of them could speak on what I just said, because ain't it ain't, ain't no lies told and being told over here, right? But if any any of y'all gals be- beg to differ uh, from from what was said, you can be my guest on the sugar platform and dispel whatever untruths or whatever it is that you may uh, want to dispute um women's boxing channel says these are my all-time top 10 fantastic good on you um I, I let' me see. Uh, your number 10 is my number four on my top 10 list. You got to give Anne sophie Mathis a lot more credit than, than what you've given to her. Because I don't understand how you can um, rank Anne sophie Mathis at number 10 under Katie Taylor when Anne sophie Mathis was knocking broads flat she was the most powerful, one of the most powerful women's punchers, female punchers, along with Ann Wolf. You got Ann Wolf at number eight. Like these broads, Katie Taylor can't hold a candle in the ring to these two fighters, right? But that's your list. Um. Okay, so, you know, there's prestige in the branding and stuff. And so let's go to my. We're going to go to my lovely assistant. Um, my lovely assistant going start putting up these belts now. What's the first? Now we can look at these belts, okay? We're gonna go through them fast. All right, so we're gonna go from the lower to the higher, okay? So on here. Ah, it's a little, okay, it's a little, Do you see it, okay, there there, there it is, okay, so there it is, so the first one I'm going to talk about is the WBU, the World Boxing Union Belt, okay, so this one was founded in 1995, okay, and and this is by um, an an, uh, IBF representative, which is another sanctioning body that we're going to get up to, but excuse me, their European representative branched off and established this World Boxing Union in 1995. This belt here though is not recognized by the four main bodies and we won't go over who the four main bodies are, okay? But it is recognized by the European Boxing Union. So if you're a European fighter, okay? And in all of Europe, you get this belt you you know you you branded you you still pretty good at you still pretty branded okay um also um it, it is recognized by the british boxing board of control so if you have this wbu belt in britain you carry in some heavy weight okay they they have acknowledged that this is this is branded and it is some prestige okay um, next, uh, image, lovely assistant. Okay. So this is the IBO belt. Okay. The IBO belt is the international boxing organization. Okay. So it is, it was funded in 1988 by U S based corporate representatives. Okay, so some corporate people got together over here in the US and they made a sanctioning body, because they understand that this thing makes some money. Okay, and and they, they have a particular interest in making money in boxing without being a promoter. Okay, so this is a safer, this is a safer way to do it. Um, because I mean, everybody wants a belt. Now, um, this belt is not recognized by the four main bodies. Okay, but it is recognized still recognized by the European Boxing Union and the British Boxing Board of Control. So once again, if you're over there, uh, over in the East, okay, in Europe in, in Britain, and you have an IBO belt, this is a branded piece of hardware regalia as uh eddie says said earlier okay so you can get some you can get paid some good money if you possess this belt and if you're paying your mortgage on this belt okay um next image lovely assistant okay so we have the uh goodness the W B O um belt here and it says super champion on the belt if you if you look you see it says super champion up there okay so um it it, the uh wbo was founded in 1988 and their headquarters are in puerto rico okay so puerto rico yeah they got on board too they're like we're gonna make a belt Cause we want to make some money. Puerto Rico has champions and you know, they they have a, they have several kitchens there. So they want to have some steak. They want to have some skin in the game in this business of boxing that makes their fighters branded, right? So they're by them having a, a, a sanctioning body that is headquartered in their country any, you know, any fighters, they can, they themselves can brand any and all of their fighters coming out of there, all of their prospects who will be making enough money to pay the mortgage on this belt. Okay. Now, this belt is recognized um, by the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Okay. So uh, the boxing hall of fame recognize this belt uh which is prestigious right you can get into the uh international boxing hall of fame if you have once possessed this belt leaving a legacy branding okay um it also is um recognized by the four big bodies the wba the uh, WBC and the IBF, um, sorry, the other three bodies, okay? So that, yeah, so they were smart on their end and that's why, you know, Puerto Rico, y- you'll see in history, they have, they, they've they all always, I mean, look at the difference between Puerto Rico and Cuba, right? Cuba, they don't do nothing like this. There's no sanctioning, there's no, there's no nothing. They have amateur boxing out of Cuba, okay? And that's it. Um, imagine if Cuba was to do this, right? Because Cuba had manufacturers, the best fighters, boxers in the world, okay? They've got, they've got the formula and right? they got the sauce. So, right, but Puerto Rico did. So now they're making money and they have some political skill skin in the game. All right, next uh, belt, lovely assistant. Please. Ah, so this is the WBA, World Boxing Association belt, formerly the National Boxing Association belt, belt the NBA, okay? Now, the NBA, National Boxing Association, was founded in 1921, long time ago. That's damn near, a, well, that's 100 years ago, OK? So this is a very prestigious title, history-wise. They changed it to the WBA in 1962, OK? And uh, it's, it's the oldest of the four major sanctioning bodies, of course, and it is recognized by the WBC, the IBF, and the WBO. So there are four major sanctioning bodies, the WBA, because it's the oldest, WBO, IBF, WBC, okay? And so, lovely assistant, next image okay so now we have the ibf belt the international boxing federation belt it was founded in 1983 and the headquarters is jersey usa okay so you got some corporate people you got some guys that took a particular interest out of jersey into this sanctioning body thing. Funny enough, a lot of uh, these fighters, top fighters, uh, at one point came out of Jersey, right? Because the Jersey fighters were branded by that belt. Okay, this is politic. This is politics now, y'all. See, this is politics, right? If you're a fighter, now you want to go to Jersey because you want an opportunity to brand be branded out of this sanctioning body organization. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, uh, this is another big body title. Okay. Next. And this is the last one. This is the big, big, big body. Okay. Come on now. Come on now. Somebody sleep? All right. Um okay, thank you. Yeah, I was like, did you fall asleep? Now, um this is the green belt, the WBC championship belt. And this is a plain belt. We were talking about the diamond belt and all of that stuff before. Now, all of these belts, um, my people who are listening, you wouldn't see the images, but they were all the plain version of all these belts because, like I said, the more bells and whistles and the, the more names that you put on these belts, the more money that you will have to pay mortgage-wise to keep these belts. These belts, um, plainly, they normally have, you know, they they normally are leather, they have the um, uh, metal uh, gold, they're gold plated or silver plated with whatever enamel that's put on on the belt that makes it very, um, uh, um, very valuable, okay? Now the WBC, the World Boxing Council, this green belt is founded or was founded in 1963 their headquarters is in Mexico, Mexico city, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, and this green belt right here is recognized by all sanctioning bodies, all every last one of them. That's why all the fighters who are really fighters all want to possess a green belt, a WBC belt. Now, They've also made it so that us women, we will want to be compelled to possess the belt. So, um, they, their WBC belt is pink as well. So, there's a green belt and a pink belt. Yeah. So, um, this brand or this WCBC brand um, has been connected to many historically high profile bouts okay so this is the one that everyone wants hence why this picture y'all could put that regular belt that um uh clarissa shields and savannah marshall gonna be fighting for on the 10th y'all could put it up now there you go (laughs) did oh it's purple and it says queen elizabeth second on oh, in honor of queen elizabeth i i got my feelings about queen elizabeth i mean she she represents a lot of things that may be hurtful to the legacy of a lot of other cultures and people so i um i don't know about this but they called it the queen elizabeth second Uh, belt Um, it's a world champion belt. it says United States and United Kingdom on the belt and I'm sure it has a whole bunch of other bells and whistles on it that these one the one broad that could pay for it will pay handedly for it okay so um, going through all of these belts and going through the talk for tonight it's been a long talk a two-hour talk um, oh my gosh, women's boxing channel has chimed in and says a lot of things. Let's see though. I got to just, cause I got to wrap it up. Um, um, okay. So women's boxing channel seems to be, um, you know, inclined to, uh, the w, the IBO, um, because the uh, Women's Boxing Channel says the IBO are now recognized by many, because they attract the exact same fighters. Um in, in the same concept contest as the uh, big four that I just named, which is the big four WBO in, in, in uh, least to greatest um, branding WBO, WBA, IBF and WBC. Okay. So I mean, um, women's boxing channel IBO. You're just you're just basically saying that um, you know the IBO is is the cheaper version of um, you know like ooh, you know somebody purchases an expensive car you know oh but you know the test um, they got the um, Honda that looked just like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they got the cheaper car that had that the same kind of body, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing here. You know, um, women's boxing channel says all this being recognized by each other is BS. It's like the police policing the police who police the police. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? It's like everybody trying to get over on who's going to spend money, right? Burger King versus McDonald's versus Taco Bell, right? Everybody, they Wendy, you know, Wendy's, McDonald's, um, Burger King, Who what else? I don't know what you got over there in Europe, but yeah. And they all sell into one damn thing, burgers, right? But for some reason, everybody love a McDonald's burger. Well, WBC is McDonald's. Right. I remember um, being a young girl in the Caribbean and, um, you know, you hear about, you come over and all anybody wanted and y'all, the the people listen to me, I guess, listen to the story, but these, these, uh, (laughs) these people owe me some money. All anybody wanted to know was or anybody wanted was Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Coke. This is in Jamaica, okay? And even now, even now you go to Jamaica, you go to Jamaica and if and, and a box of KFC and a Coke seals the deal, you balling. You are at the highest echelon, you are rolling. You it, baby, what's your number? Okay, yes, right? If you are seen eating at KFC and you're drinking a Coke, I can't like, and Jamaican KFC is good. I'm not even gonna lie, like better than American KFC. Um, but yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? So it's it, it's just really branding. It really is. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Women's Boxing Channel says, please know that there are no WBA, WBC, WBO, IBF, IBO belts for women in the 90s. They didn't exist. The recognized belt, just as recognized as today in their day, were WIBF, IWBF, IBA. I said that earlier. And now they're not making no money. And they were the ones that was with us from JUMP. WIBF was with us from jump. IWBF was with us from the jump. IBA was with us from the jump. And now all of these wet nose broads, just because they want to be seen, right, and, and branded, are paying these astronomical fees to hold these belts that they are not even fighting enough to generate the money to pay the mortgage on. Belts are bought, bought, not won. So what you doing, honey, in the streets? You a champion. You're not fighting and you got all these belts. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Right? That's what this industry has, has turned into. A lot of, I mean, women are being exploited. Women's boxing is being exploited. These numbers are not adding up. Women are not making enough money to hold on to these belts, but women's boxing now is being used because these sanctioning bodies can get paid. They don't have to wait as long as they would, right? They getting, they little, they getting something instead of not getting much, right? Because when these men, when male boxers fight for these belts, there's a lot of politics and a lot of money and that's why it takes so long for these guys to end up fighting for fighting each other because it's not about who was better it was it's about the politics and the money on the mother sucking table whose backer is willing to negotiate to pay the most money. Pacquiao had backers that paid him, paid his his way, paid his money from when he was the little itty-bitty man to that top big man. It wasn't because he was great. He was a good fighter. Yes. But there are many contenders out there in the rankings that will beat your champions. They're not the best. They're not the greatest. I was on a date one time and the guy said uh, something to Clarissa Shields, she's you don't she's not the best out there. She has all the belts looking at me like I'm stupid. I'm like, dude, you just like I mean, I guess he made up for it later, but he wasn't gonna get a second date just off the strength of that because you know you cannot believe the hype it's a real turn off when somebody can but when, when it's a real turn off to uh, uh, somebody like me when some when uh, you can see people falling for tricks you know for games you got to use your your mind you got to use your discernment and know what this thing is about what this game is otherwise when you talk you look stupid to people who actually know what this thing is right i would never go to the white house talking about no politics. Why? Because I really don't, that right there is a deeper politic game than what this is. And this is boxing. So I know definitely how stupid people sound when they talk politics, especially when they don't know what the underlining themes and meanings and all of that other stuff means. So I stay in my lane. When y'all hear me talk about boxing, sugar know all the shit. Okay, and just like Uncle Roger would say, you don't know shit about boxing. A lot of y'all don't know shit about women's boxing, but y'all out here and y'all have shows and y'all have y'all have guests and y'all don't know what kind of questions to ask. Y'all don't know who the y'all don't know who to say what to. And sugar's sugar's on here. The blast y'all about it, but. I mean, I'm gonna call it a night, y'all. Women's boxing Channel says he dismisses the original belts the greats fought for trying to twist history. I, I don't equate history with belts. That's their history, that's their documentation, that's their, you know, client list these people paid the mortgage for these belts. It's not, these are the greatest fighters. The greatest fighters have to be acknowledged and recognized by the people. That's why the term, the people's champ is the most valuable title to have. Not WBC, Not IBF, not WBA, not WBO, not IBO, not WBU. The people's champ, the people's champ is the greatest title because that means the people see you. The people recognize that you are great. The people acknowledge your greatness and your talent And they value the blood, sweat, and tears that you put in this. And you don't have to pay them because they are paying you for that. And with that note, I'm going to put a uh, conclusion to this episode, uh, The Belts and Bodies Sugar Show. You guys like, subscribe, share this sugar. Okay. Um, Oh, women's boxing is dropping in. Listen, I'm not gonna come on you after after I did such a great conclusion, you ain't going drop in with that garbage. Y'all leave me on, on on this on my comment section. If y'all made it this far in the show, leave in the comment section, who the women's people champ is, tell me the woman in women's boxing that has made an impact in the lives of people who has given back to people who has given to their industry and other women in industries that are connected that's the people's woman champion okay she ain't no broad that you throwing in my face. I don't care what hotel you got so she can get freaky in. Madison Square Garden, I don't give a sh. I don't care what hotel room you got screwed in, honey. You are broad just like the rest of us. You are you you a hoe in the boxing business, and the boxing business don't do nothing but hold a hose. Right? They pimped it, pimps the hose. You're gonna make it's gonna make its money. You can get a little change too, but it's gonna make its money off your back and your blood. Okay. Um, you guys like, subscribe, share, invite people, okay? Share the sugar. All right, and until next time until i see you until uh next wednesday you guys have a good weekend like subscribe and share Mwah! enjoy your weekend bye bye